Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Let's go to Genesis 1 and 1. I think that's the easiest scriptures to find. Uh, Genesis 1 and 1 is where I want to take it. And I hope, I feel like uh, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty loaded this afternoon. But uh, let's see how far we can take this. And I pray that you will be able to catch whatever you can catch. And, and know that the Lord uh, will bless you. Amen. Uh, if you believe with me and just hook your faith into what God is doing this afternoon. I do believe that by the time you hit that door, you definitely will not be the same. Are you ready for this? Anybody ready for this? All right. One and one of Genesis, the Bible declares that in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, and the Spirit of God uh, moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Uh, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Listen to verse number two. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And he divided the light from the darkness. I don't know what I want to call what I want to say today. So somewhere, somehow you may just catch you uh, some kind of uh, title or subtitle. I have no case against you. Uh, But I want to be able to say something here that uh, I hope I will be able to articulate. The scripture says that in the beginning, he did create the heavens and the earth, all right? Uh, But the earth was without form, and it was void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And then there was light. And then God saw that the light was good. And then he divided the light from the darkness. Glory to God. Imagine in the beginning that uh, God has created the heavens and the un- and the, and the earth. Amen. And uh, it sounds like that is the place of uh, 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 all beauty until you come to number two and find that actually uh, the earth was, well, some theologians have said that between verse one and verse number two are millions of years and everything was wonderful and probably uh, that's around when the devil, uh, uh, you know, and things happened and things happened and things happened. Let me not go into that lest I get successful in confusing you. But he created the heavens and the earth, keeping it as simple as it sounds in that text. Um, uh, darkness hovered upon the face of the deep or the waters and then the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. Do you believe that God knew light before there was light? I think he did. Do you believe that God knew the earth before there was the earth? I think he did. 
Do you believe that God knew man before there was man? I think he did. So in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth, but the earth was void and darkness hovered upon the face of the deep. But then the spirit of God moved upon the waters. And then God said, let there be light. Now, the challenge of my perception this uh, afternoon is what is it about God uh, uh, darkness hovering upon the face of the deep and God saying, let there be light. In the middle there we see the spirit of the Lord moving upon the waters or upon the darkness of the deep and then God said, let there be light. I want to bring it closer to where we are right now. And imagine you, God, or you being God, or God being you. You know, for the scripture says in John 1 and 1, that in the beginning was the word, and the word was what? Was with God, and the word was God. All right? And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. And uh, the same was the light of man. Glory. Hallelujah. We are seeing God be the word, and the word be God. In John, but if we flip it back to Genesis, we actually realize uh, that God is almost kind of separable from his word. Because we see God, and then we see God. Glory, hallelujah. Uh, without complicating our raw material today, I as if God within himself knew about the earth, knew about the light, knew about the darkness before anything was. Hallelujah. He knew it. It was in there. It was in there. It was in there. And God knew exactly what he wants to be done on the universe. When he said that he knew, he created, he slew the, the lamb of God before the foundation of the world. I believe that all that was in the mind of God. When he said that he knew you before the beginning of time, I believe that all that was in the mind of God, deep down in there, it was there. But it was no reality until the reality began to be exposed when the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the deep and then God said. Hallelujah. I'm almost absolutely convinced, ladies and gentlemen, that there is nothing between you and your destiny that is not yet invested on the inside of you. Huh? Let's try it again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then the spirit moved upon the face of the waters, and then God said, and then God said, and then God said, I want to talk about that place of the moving spirit that causes God to say. Because when God says, then God sees. But before God says, there is a place of a moving spirit that propels the saying so that the saying can propel the seeing. Am I trying? Hallelujah. I want to say that it is a spirit thing. Uh, it is a mind thing. And you know that when I talk about the mind this morning, I'm not just talking about your brain. I'm talking about the God in you. I'm talking about the breath of life. He breathed after he formed him out of the dust. He breathed upon him. And the scripture says, and man became a living soul. 
When I talk to you today, I want to address the God factor on the inside of you. I want to address that factor of supernatural intelligence on the inside of you. Because when you close your eyes and begin to see on the inside, you will be amazed that you'll see much more than what you see with your natural eye. Uh, when the world is telling you how there's no destiny for you and there's no future for you, when you close your eyes, you are able to see the glory that Pastor Fred is talking about. And if you are really going to celebrate glory, I do not think that we do a glory festival for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and that becomes the end of it. Uh, this preacher believes that after Thursday is done on Sunday, on Monday you go up there and begin to walk the life of that glory. Am I talking? And that glory must be able to flow and uh, 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 begin to move from off of the podium and into the pew and beyond the pew into the influencing of your mind and the influencing of your and the influencing of your lifestyle and influencing of the person that you are that when everything is said and done, your life becomes a beaming grace of that glory. So, he created the heavens and the earth in the beginning. And then the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the deep, or upon the dark, or upon the place of emptiness, or upon the place where there seemed to be nothing. But the moving of the Spirit causes God in the next verse to say something. And when God says it, then God sees it. And when he sees it, he says that it is good, and then he divides it from the darkness. If you understand what I've just said there, you have understood the basic principle of what I have to say this afternoon. I want to talk about your spirit. I want to talk about your mind. I want to talk about your inner capacity. I want to talk about your spirit man. I want to talk about your inside intelligence. I want to talk about your, your, your capacity, your, the thoughtfulness of your life. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If I can be able to change your mind and shift your mind to a place of thinking the thoughts of your destiny, to a thought, a place of uh, developing intelligence concerning your future, I may not have to lay my hands on you another day because that is enough to move you to the place where God expects you to be. You just missed it again. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. I came to tell you that we must think. I came to tell you that we must think. And what I'm talking about thinking is beyond being celebrial. All right. I had a good friend, Pastor, wonderful preacher say when he talked to people, he, he talked to people that are hundred percent celebrial. When you come to church, you come to church a hundred percent celebrial. You are able to put your articulation together. When the man of God speaks, you are able to judge the spirit. You are able to feel and perceive whether what he said be right or wrong. When he say you give the money, you are able to think and analyze and understand understand by the spirit of God on the inside of you that you are doing what is right. Without that intelligence any prophet is going to come and prophet lie and when they tell you to give all the money you will give all the money. They tell you to leave your husband you will leave your husband. They tell you to leave your wife and kill your children you will kill your children. They that way and you'll become rich and you go that way. But when I talk about a thinking, I feel like the word think is a little below what I want to say. But in my vocabulary, I don't find another word to know that I'm calling you to a thinking life that is beyond ordinary thinking because we must, we must elevate our being from the depth of us so that we may begin to and look at things like the way God looks at things in your life. 
Hallelujah. We must think. The Latin word there is the word duco. D-U-C-N-O. Which means to perceive. It means to conclude. It means to hold on as unto a settled opinion. One of our greatest uh, dilemmas in our generation is that men have no opinion, have no settled opinion. Hallelujah. You, you are not settled in your heart because when this wind blows, you run with it. And the other wind blows and you run with it. And another wind blows and you run with it. But I want you to know that if you're going to see destiny and be absolutely affirmed and confirmed in the thing that God has called you to do, ladies and gentlemen, this is the hour that you settle your heart with a settled opinion that if God has said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Let the devil do what they want to do. Let them dance on the needle. Let them lick the iron. Let them swallow the boil egg or even take it raw if they want. I will not change my mind because my head has been set like flint. When Jesus was talking about entering Jerusalem and meeting his death there and Peter is telling them, Master you cannot die. You will not go there. We will fight for you. We will chop the ears. We will circumcise them. We will detonate them. We will paralyze them and then and then iodize them thou behind me also because I am the glory of God I am the race even when it's if it be may this cup pass away from me it is because he knew that it is impossible anyway am I talking I said am I talking we must be able to be in a place of a set of opinion before we say or before we act whether it is right or wrong Glory, hallelujah. We must be able to think it. How many times do you do things before you think? How many times do you do things before you conclude? How many times do you do things before you settle your opinion? That might explain why you have proposed to seven and a half so far. Because when you see the way she looks, you are convinced at that moment. And then when she leaves, and then another one comes by, you are almost convinced again. And then when the other one comes, and then she smiles, now you are in the neighborhood of being convinced. You understand what I'm talking about? And then you find a brother who wants uh, Sister Stella's face, and then she wants Sister Stella's, uh, 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 hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. And so his dream becomes a complete, a, co- a compact of about eight of them because they have no place to stand glory to god they have kept it at the mind level glory hallelujah there is a place did you know that wrong or evil or even good thinking let's keep it at wrong thinking do you know that wrong thinking will produce wrong believing so that wrong believing ultimately will produce wrong living you agree with me? Do you agree with me that most of the things you do is because of what you think? But you see what you do now becomes your life. Huh? Somebody says the first time it happens again, it's a coincidence. Then the next time it happens, it is a, some kind of chance, a miracle. And then the next time it happens, it is a, a, a coincidence. And then it happens again, and then it becomes a habit. And then at that moment, it has become a lifestyle. Do you know you can change your life by simply changing the way you think? Do you know that you can go to the next level when you begin to think the next level now? Am I talking? I said, am I talking? That's why I told you yesterday, if you see yourself as not one counted among the beautiful, you are most likely not. 
But the day you change your mind and begin to look at yourself as beautiful, the whole world will know that you are beautiful. Because you see now, the beauty is not in the way you walk and the way you style and the way you make up the made up. You understand what I'm trying to say? But in the way that you think. Because when you begin to think it, then after all, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. <laughs> because now it is as if your thought life or your thought pattern becomes a, a platform of uh, attraction that it attracts the beauty from the beholder. They begin to see what is beautiful. If you, if you think your nose is like a porredo and that is where you have been thinking and meditating, that's why the scripture says that meditate on this book of the law night and day and never let it depart from your mouth because when you meditate on it, then you think on it, then you it is in your mind and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you cannot say. Hallelujah. I know we grew up being taught a type of Christianity where the demonstration of a real Christian is the carrying of a big King James Bible with a sticker with a red cross that says Jesus love you and I'm covered by the blood of Jesus and by the margin there is another one that says angels on God. And then as you're walking going to church you walk steadfastly and majestically. But you see it is all in your hand but none of it in your head and none of it in your and therefore none of it in your life. Amen. It's not just about picking it off the screen and then wiping it clean and kiss wonderful uh, good morning and then go to church with it. Christianity is not binding devils and cutting them with a sword of the This is not a This is compaper. But what the, the ink on paper is presentation. The word to you, it is until you get it off paper and get it in your and get it in your mind. I know you have been told that you are not a good Christian because you didn't read your Bible this morning. Some of you are living in guilt and condemnation because you haven't read your Bible for three days. Let me begin by delivering you today. What is, of course, for you to understand meditate on it but the reading it is the meditation i may not read it today i may not even read it tomorrow but because when i wake up in the morning the lord is my he led me by but i give it to you as it is have a good memory. No, it's been meditating in it. And because I meditate in it, it becomes a living force in my life. Huh? So that when the devil come my way, I don't have to run to the pastor's office first or run back home and look for my King James or run down and look for the where to find it again. No, it is already downloaded in there. It is already downloaded in there. I am uh, uh, in season and out of season. It is always there. When the devil come on the right, on the left, I always have something for him right there to slap him in the face. And then he comes this way and I tell him, uh, be, 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 your back shall be broken. And then he comes this way. And I say, you have a black eye. And then it comes this way. And I say, your smile will have no influence. And it comes this way. And I press upon which you feed. And then it comes this way. And I say, your tongue 
to the roof of your mouth. And then I come this way and I say, Your hair before your time. And then I go this way and I say, They swallow themselves in there is that propels life that brings life. Hallelujah. It was not written on paper to be kept on paper, but that it may be translated in your spirit. Are we talking? Are you able to leave if some kind of persecution broke out in Jerusalem here and nobody's allowed to have a Bible or walk around with a Bible anywhere? Would you be able to survive? Huh? Huh? Are you sure? I was in a place in my very, very early days where I was under such intense persecution that I was not allowed to walk around in the institution where I was with the Bible. You know that I preach anyhow? Huh? They find me with the Bible, I'd be in a suspension home. But guess what? That fellowship grew from two. By the time they were sucking me home for the last time, we were 72. And not just sissy little babies that believe in some kind of little short handsome preacher. No, they so seriously believed it that the day they were sending at home, the, the, that guy stood up with that microphone and they said, whosoever believes in what desire is preaching, come up here because you're going home. I thought I was going to be alone. I reached up there and bow, bow my knee, I bow my head and closed my eyes because I didn't think anybody really, really believed even if I'd led them into the Lord. And it didn't matter. After Lord, I, I led them through the prayer. Do you know that 70 one of them stepped up on that platform. Somebody say, there is power in that word. So, if we put that word in our mouth, and then put that word in our spirit, and then put those words in our lives, and begin to think it, when the scripture says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, that's what it means, you are what you think, because what you think is what you believe, and if you choose to think wrong, you will believe wrong, and you will live wrong, hallelujah, I didn't mean wrong, I meant wrong, and you can live wrong, but still be wrong, you can be sincere, but absolutely sincerely wrong, all that comes up to the same thing, immaterial and irrelevant, you want to see your life relevant in the days of your life, ladies and gentlemen, open your heart, begin to receive a word that is able to Saul, Jim said, we lay aside all superfluity of naughtiness and I receive with meekness and grafted word of God that is able to. I don't know what you think or believe about, but I know that the word of God is able to. I know that the word of God is able to deliver you. I know that the word of God can. Let me tell you, where you are right now is only a situation. And like T.D. Jokes, he calls it a situation. And I know that come to pass, the beginning and the end. But if you're going to walk through it victorious, there must be a life. There must be a capture vitamin. It is the word of God that will keep you afloat when everything is going under. Glory, hallelujah. So he says, he believed it. I believe that God believed it. I believe that God believed it. God believed it so much that the spirit began to hoover and to move upon the face of the deep. And when the spirit began to move, the scripture says, and God said, can I try again? Do you know you can believe 
so much, so seriously, so accurately without seeing any results. When your world is void, when darkness is upon the face of the deep of your life, when nothing seems to make sense, when everything is going uh, 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 zigzag, and when the lines of your life don't seem to be falling in pleasant places, do you know that you can believe God so and I'm not talking about strong of macho. I'm not talking about strong of running all the way. I'm talking about this that stays in the place of believing. I'm talking about courage under fire. There, when nothing is working. There, when everybody is running away. There, when everybody is believing one more time when nobody else is. Do you know that that? Will begin to move, and at the moment when the begin to move, when does the move? The until somebody believe. Huh? You don't just show up here and say, "Hey, I'm also a man of God." I was called in 1997. Hallelujah! Lift your hands. No, you better have something in there. Hallelujah! You you better got something down in there. And I see it all the time. I know Darussalam is wonderful, and you have wonderful preachers, and you know, uh, well, you know, guys have got it. They've really got it and are running with it and taking the church to the next level. In Kenya, you're going to find a lot of us there. Uh, 15 minutes, and all you have is hallelujah, hallelujah, katikati, hallelujah, wanawake, pekeke, hallelujah, hallelujah, Sunday school, hallelujah. And so, 16 and a half minutes spent on hallelujah, pale pale, turn to your neighbor, turn sometime I end. I'm just tired of turning to your neighbor. If I'm turning to my neighbor, better have something real to tell them. Hallelujah. Huh? So, he created the heavens and the earth, but there was much more in his spirit. There was much more in his mind. There was much more inside there. And then the Bible declares, and then the spirit moved. And then God said, there are some things you're going to say, and they will equal emptiness, but there are some things that you're going to say that will bring results in your life. Come hell or high water. When the Spirit of God begins to move on you, there are some things you're going to say. Sometimes the anointing of God comes upon me uh, when I minister, or sometimes just by myself. And I know that I know that I know that I better be careful what I say right now, because I am absolutely sure it will come to pass. I had a situation like that a few weeks ago. We are in the car with the dear sister that we minister with in the ministry. And I'm just writing, writing. And I'm talking to our patient. How is, how is, you know, she's like, I don't know. I've not been able to get a job. And I don't know. You know, I'm, you know, if she talked all her struggling and all her buffetings and all her beatings and all her, and my heart was grieved. And in the middle of that grieving, listening to her and what she's going through, suddenly that unction fell on me. And I felt like a Jehu, the one that rides like a madman. I felt like anything is possible right now. I tell her, I, I, I take my hand off the wheel and I tell her, please keep quiet because in the next two weeks, you're going to have a job. I didn't talk about it again. Do you know she came to testify? Because before two weeks, am I I talking the truth before two weeks she came to say i cannot believe that he just said into it and can you imagine it is here there are some things that are going to happen because when the spirit of god begin to move and you are able to catch that hour and that moment whatever you're tired of church folk that talk whatever they got to say and it's like their mouth is full of hot air they talk things that don't come to pass they talk things that are irrelevant they talk things that are in 
They talk things that don't move. They talk things that don't move a knuckle. They talk things that don't move an angel or even a devil. But that is, if we will believe it in our hearts, there is intelligence operating in your life because that's to move and when that moves baby you gotta because all you gotta do is to pass yes. and make it plain that whosoever hears it may be able to run with it because it shall hallelujah as he thinks in his heart Probably the spirit has not moved in your direction because you're thinking. I don't know. Let me, let me keep you right there a little bit. Let's try to take it slow. When is the last time you thought good about you? When is the last time you, talk, you thought about you, 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 and you felt like God is doing something good? I'm for real. Church. Hallelujah. Or you think about you. Oh. Oh. You feel yourself like a lousy peasant. And then you see yourself like one that will never have a place in destiny. Then you see yourself this way. And then you see yourself chasing cats that are chasing rats. And then you go that way. And then you find you have been given a place as chairman of the Rat Race Association. Then you turn that way and you see no beauty. You see no glory. You see no connection. How is God going to have an opportunity to do it in your life if you've just refused to see it? Isaiah the prophet said, lift up your eyes round about and see. Even when God is talking to Abraham, that great Abrahamic covenant, he told him, lift up your eyes for as far as you see, I will give to you. He said, lift up your eyes as many as you see there. He's down there as do you know that it's most likely that you are where you are right now because that's all you see? Do you know that one of the reasons you might never be a millionaire because you've never seen yourself as a millionaire? Do you know that not all millionaires were born millionaires? They were made millionaires and most of the making was not in the factory. It was in their mind. Am I trying? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I give you the example I gave you the other day. Do you know that last night you saw yourself coming in this service? You saw Pastor Desire talk to you. You saw yourself in what you are dressed right now. Before you picked it from the wardrobe to put it on, you saw it. You saw how you're going to look in it. And you saw that will be good and this one will be not. And you decided to take that. And right now, we are looking at the sum total of your thought life in the past 24 hours. Am I talking? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I say, come on, somebody. Just the Lord moved, and then he's, and then he's. The problem you always is because you think negative. The reason you don't see yourself beyond here is because you have refused to think yourself beyond here. And if you're going to that the dear reverend is about you must enter a new phase of your life where you refuse to think evil where you refuse 
Really, I don't care what you have and what you don't have. Refuse what you do not want to believe. Because if you will not think it, you will not believe. Pastor, I think I'm demon possessed. You need to pray for me because I don't know. I just, when the sister comes, I just sleep. And the other sister comes again, and I just sleep. At some point, I have lost complete control. Where? At this point, you might actually be possessed because now another power is driving you. But in the beginning, it was not so. Because there's no girl you slept with that you didn't first think about it in your mind. Am I talking? I said, am I talking? Even the guy they talk to court and say, well, you know, I think the guy has demons because she passed with a short skirt and he just took, he, he chased her like chicken and then grabbed her and then he's a serial rapist. Everybody he find they rap. That guy, there was a time where he just looked at them and he didn't have to chase, but it all happened in their mind. He's like this one, I think I can rape her. And he's like this one, I think. And the wife is like this guy, I think I can kill him. Before the action happens, it as, I think that's what Jesus meant when he said, when you look up them with your eyes, you have already committed adultery. What Jesus is trying to say is that realign your mind because that's where it begins. Because that's the God factor on the inside of you. That's divine intelligence inside of you. And if you let divine intelligence be corrupted, your life is going to be a corruption spawn. If you refuse your intelligence to be corrupted, you're going to be a corrupter free I refuse my mind to carry what I do not want to if I want to live a long life, I stand walking by my ranch. The acres of land I'm living for them. And the and the horse and the and the and everything over there. Because even I begin to pass the of time it's come to pass. It is longer because God is time has one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. To think that one year is, I think that's, and I think God tried to. Where he lives, time has no influence. Be a day, and what you think is in a flash. Hallelujah! That's if you believe it. You can have it. That's why if you believe it, you can receive it. That's why Paul tells the church in Philippi that the things that are lovely. You remember that verse? Let's look for it. You might think this guy never reads his Bible. Philippians 4.8. 4.8. Somebody help me. Yeah, what does it say? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, I think I got it. Let me take you from verse number six. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, make your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And finally, brethren, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Do what? Think on these things.
Think on these things. I, I think I want to stay there for some time. Think on those things. Why? Because in the upper verse I said that do not be anxious for nothing. Because you are, for you to be able to be not anxious for nothing, you got to be thinking about the things that are right. All right? But by and thanksgiving, make your request be made known unto God. Listen to what the King James Version said. And the peace of God, which suppresses all understanding, shall keep your minds, your hearts, the word for spirit and your mind in Christ Jesus. In other words, your mind has got to be preserved. Your mind has got to be kept because what your mind, what your mind is, is what you need for the revelation of that glory, for the revelation of that destiny. Whatever we're talking about from Thursday until yesterday cannot happen outside of a sober mind because we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus and to good works. Your mind must be able to assess that as Assimilate that as a settled opinion, and then you begin to walk in it. Your mind must be preserved to keep your minds and your hearts in Christ Jesus. I had somebody say, You gotta keep your mind, don't lose your mind, don't lose your mind over the girlfriend that has gone away. You know why? Because you're going to need it for the one that is coming. Uh, you did not hear me. If you lose it because of the one that has gone, the one that is coming will not come because they're going to find you without a mind. Am I talking? And because you've let them go with it, you're going to commit suicide. You're going to give up on relationship issues. Have you met girls that walk around saying, Pastor, me, I think these things for all men are dogs. Uh -uh, you haven't met me. <laughs> there are some that you have not yet met and let me tell you the one that you meet is going to get a scar on your mind and that scar on your mind will cause you to think and believe in a certain way and ultimately what you believe and what you think will become what you live now I refuse that you live for the rest of your life without a loving tender caring husband because a situation happened in your life in 1972 and today you still believe men are dogs and me I don't want to see any man I am menphobic you tell your children and your grandchildren and you, you don't even have children you talk to the one your grandnieces you keep telling them all men are dogs and don't go to men all women are knives they talk like like parrots all women and all no 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 you cannot let my large world be condensed into your box I came to and tell you arise one more time and get out of that box box that thinks failure that box that box do you know that the man that thinks sin all the time ends up committing the sin hallelujah my teacher in sunday school i know most of you are like our president Museven, you you might have missed nursery school but while in Nazareth school, on Sunday we used to call it Sunday school, they used to tell us that an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Because the devil comes to find a mind that is open and that is blank. And it begins to whisper. And it says you can do this and you can do this. And then you do that and you do that. Before you know it, it has become a stronghold. And before you know it, you cannot go out of it until an anointing meets with your mind to break 
barriers and take you to the next level of your life. But on the other hand, if it is blank, it becomes the devil's workshop. That means if I keep it activated by the power of divine intelligence, when the devil peeps, it will be burnt with fire. When it comes this burnt with fire, how can I just uh, 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 you cannot end up where you think you're going to end up if you're thinking right now. Hallelujah. God, if I don't have a husband, by the month of July, I'm going to go to Mombasa and get an Hajj Abdullah Abdulu. Now, Abdullah Abdulu is going to disorganize your face. By the time you make up your mind to come back home, you will be another something not easy to behold. But if you your mind right now and you begin to think about what God is right now you will know that there is a Boaz for you that is gonna arrive there is a woman for you that is gonna arrive looking and cracking and breaking my bar I'm just gonna take care of my and keep my mind right because from their way that is going to need a bright mind to move us into the future Glory to God. Lay your hands on your head. Come on, lay your hands on your head. And say, be free. Come on, say, be free. Ha. Huh. Let me tell you. When something happens between your head and your mind, that spirit is going to move. And when that spirit begins to move on the inside of you, you will become uncomfortable. When people talk about poverty, you are just uncomfortable because it does not connect with you anymore. When they talk about dying before their time, you cannot be afraid of dying in an accident. Do you know that Job said that the thing that I feared most is what has happened to me. Am I right then to deduce or to conclude that what is going to happen has a lot to do with what you fear most? Am I talking somebody? Hallelujah. The thing that I feared most is what has happened to me. Huh? Ah. Uh. Huh? Now, evil perception must be translated into right perception. And if I succeed on that, I will be a very proud preacher this afternoon because then you can have a brand new life. Brand new life is not falling down and running seven feet but below the apostles' feet and then rise again. And I said, take again. And then you take again. You can take and arise and take until you are taken and you go back home and live the same, same life so that when you come next week, I will again receive and take. You take on the right, you take on the left, and then you wake up, you're flabbergasted, you don't know where you are, and you just love Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, if you're going to influence your world and take charge of your destiny and do something in your journey, generation ladies and gentlemen after the falling is said and done after the rising up is said and done after the music do you know one of the reasons we do praise and worship is not just the dance in our field and the brand new song hallelujah it is because those words need to affect our spirits and because those words have to affect our mind if i say i'm a friend of god i'm not thinking about the devil at that time i am a friend of god i am a friend of god i'm delivered He's he put a dance I'm not thinking about the devil at that time and anything that is going to be magnified and my life has all to do with God and who he is. That's the power to change life right there. Am I talking? 
Come on, somebody. So he says, the things that are lovely, the things that are true, the things that are of a good report. I can give you that whole criteria there, and you begin to check your mind, and for every one of those things, you will be saying not available. You will be saying not available. The things that are lovely, not available. It is as if you are allergic on thinking about things that are good. Even when you see the sister, and you think you like the sister, the first thing you'll acknowledge is how our feet are like toothpicks. Why, why don't you talk about the other things that you've appreciated? Glory, hallelujah. You, you see the brother, and you think the brother is tall, dark, and handsome, but you're also going to go and say how she, he has a sixth toe. Like Goliath. Hallelujah. Think about the things that are good. Think about the things that are lovely. He says the things that are of a good report. If your life is going to change, become allergic to evil reports. He says, whose report shall you believe? That means there are so many reports everywhere. Evil reports and bad reports and CNN. They call it the continual negative news. And I don't know what news you watch in Tanzania. Sometimes I watch news in Nairobi until I just switch off that thing and just begin to blot around in other times because I would rather connect supernaturally than here. Do you know that in the media, bad news is good news? Do you know that they only get their money and rock headlines when they have bad news? They only bring about witch doctors and the snake that crossed from Mwanza. And now the, the lions that are there, they are looking for the Maasai's and the sugar prices are going to go high. And now when they are coming low, they don't explain. They tell you and life is going to be trouble. In the next seven years, Lake Victoria will be dry. And if all things go well, the earth is about to collide with Mars. Hey, can we talk about the goodness? The land of the living is evil and not done to declare bad news. Declare the goodness in the land of the living is Peter of them that bring good news. To understand that is just those ugly feet that bring bad news. You open your mouth, you are talking about things that are evil, things that are ugly, things that are that. When you have the pastor's appointment, the man of God does not feel comfortable because whenever you open your mouth, you are talking about the other sister, and you're talking about the other brother, and you're talking about how things are bad, and you're talking about how, how things are not working. Why don't you meet him one of these days to talk about how God is moving this ministry further? Huh? Am I talking? One of these days, I want you to think about your pastor and not think about the sister that is fornicating and the brother that is pregnant. And, uh, you know, those are the things that we think about. And the El Shabaab in the area. All right? Think about your pastor and not even go for counseling. Just think about going to visit him and tell him, man, you're a man of God. Every time you speak, you bless me. When I grow up, I want to be like you. Man, when you bless my heart. When I look at you, I see the epitome of beauty. You are tall, dark, and handsome. I like the way you wear your suits. They saturate me with goodness. When I forget about miracles, I think about you. And then I'm energized again. You are my kind of preacher. Let me tell you something. Every pastor... 
wants that kind of man. Of course, even the ones that come, Pastor, the demon, now it is sitting in my chest, it is coming up again. Even those ones will love them, even those ones will love them. But uh, before you go to pray and fast to meet with that one, you want to meet the other one. That's my God, a Pentecostal handshake right there. Whenever they greet you, whenever they greet you, when they they think about lunch, they think about a dinner, they think about how it's wonderful. They are speaking your call because it is always good news. I submit to you that that is not oh, just all right. that is not just psychological. That is theological too. Hallelujah. The things that are good. The things that are right. May I submit to you, my brothers and my sisters, that as water catches or takes the shape of the pipe through which it flows, huh? your life is only going to be a sum total. It's going to take the shape of the thoughts that you think. Am I talking? Who has ever woken up someday and found themselves in a place where they didn't think, they didn't imagine, they just, they're just there? No, 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 no. That is only going to happen if, if, as a matter of fact, you have meditated on the things that are of God, then he begins to do things that your heart had not even perceived. If you read that scripture very well in First Corinthians chapter number 2, he even says that the things that no eye has seen or, if, or hear or ear heard, he says, or heart perceived, these are the things that you'll do for them that love God. And he says, he has revealed them to us by his spirit. They are not revealed in our head. They are revealed by his spirit. That's the spirit in Genesis that hovers over the face of the deep. That simply means that God is not going to do anything before he reveals it to his prophets. And when I talk about prophets, I'm not talking about prophet God Ame from Ghana or prophet Chinue Akuba from Nigeria. I'm talking about the prophetic God that has of the body of Christ, that if God is in your life, he will reveal to you. It may not be in a dream. It may not be in a prophetic conference, but you feel it in your I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you are feeling that you cannot explain. It is because God is revealing. And if you are able to catch the pony, you are going to spell it up just because when the spirit begins to move, the next thing is for you to open your mouth and say it. And when you say it, you will speak. Because it's no power doing it anymore. You are just aligning your with the spirit of God that is in action in your life. Huh? Huh? Say ye to the righteous that it shall be well with you. Let the weak say that I am strong. Ah. Do you guys read your Bible? That the poor say that I am rich. Now, why do they call them poor and then he says rich? Why does he say they're sick? And then he say, I thought you just told me that I'm sick. What he's saying there is, don't pay attention on your sickness. Pay attention on the health that God has already done in your life. Do you know that there are days when you, when you are not sick, you don't have malaria, you are, you are not sick, but you just wake up and in your head you feel like there is malaria. And you're like, I think I have malaria. And you're like, I think today I have malaria. And then you lift your head and you're like, Oh, I think I have malaria. And like my, my good friend Louise's mother does it. She does. 
malaria. She feels the malaria as her shoulders rotate. And then when she feels malaria, she goes back to bed. Do you know that you can go back to bed and that whole day will be in bed because you believe, you think you have malaria. You believe you have malaria. If you go for a check, they might find malaria. But you know, you could have risen on the same day and feel like there's malaria, but refuse the malaria and you think good health and good living and positive attitude in not just positive thinking but activating divine intelligence inside of you that malaria will bounce off of you you will by evening you will not remember that in the morning you felt like malaria you understand i think that's how miracles happen you know miracles are things that only god can do to anyone anyhow anyway and we are unable to explain these things, but in my little analytical excitement of spirit, I have come to a conclusion that if you believe it like that, you can have it. That's a miracle. I said that's a miracle. I said that's a miracle. Somebody said that's a miracle. If you begin to think of Prince Charming now, you just wait for one because he's coming your way. Uh, do I have some sisters in the house? If you begin to think about she that is fair than them all. How do words turn? Let me tell you. Words, they turn into things. Watch what you say, my friend. Watch what you say. Because those words will turn into things. But the beginning of words is usually thoughts. So what you think will turn into words and the words will turn into things. So if you're thinking right, you will talk right and ultimately live right. That's what I call a glorious inheritance. A glorious inheritance. A glorious inheritance. I believe that God has called me to be international and to travel nations. The first time I stepped in a plane, it wasn't just the excitement of I'm in this aluminium. No. I felt like I've been there before. I I felt like this is what I was born for. I felt like, my goodness, this is destiny arriving here. Do you know that could have happened? And I have no idea. I never, do you know some of you, the reason you've never done the things you've never done is because you've never thought about doing those things. That's why then a miracle worker prays for you. After the word of God, they tell you to do what you could not do before. Because you must think it and then begin to do it. It's God. I have not, but... I give to you in the name of and the Bible on him and the Bible it lifted him up and came to his anchors. That's right now. If you believe God, begin to think it and believe it. When you go out to it, there will be strength in those anchors. I know when we talk about glory in Pentecostal churches, some people see smoke in the church. Others see a cloud landing. And that is wonderful. And those are the wonderful supernatural manifestations and, and the dove falling and laying an egg on the podium. And oh my God, wonderful. And those are wonderful. But when I talk about glory, I want to talk about glory that affects your life. That you can become CEO before 30. I'm talking about glory that affects your life. That in your company they look at you and they say he's a young man. But he's not alone. There's something on his life. I'm talking about a glory on your life. That budgets are taken care of before you know how, why and when. Am I talking? I'm talking about a glory in your life that causes money to come easily and frequently. 
Do you know that God will even pray you pray? Because of these days, you enter prayer and fast. Not because you want God to move, but God moving in your life means providing transport and providing fare. And we must, oh, now we have, we are going, we, 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 I'm going for an interview tomorrow. Then you enter a fast. Now, if you do like that, you're going to have to be in a fast all the days of your life. Huh? I don't fast because I need God to do. I fast because I know God has already done it. My fast has very little to do with what God is going to do. It has a lot to do with aligning myself into what God has already done. Ah. Somebody say, ah, ah, ah. And darkness hovered upon the face of the deep. And the spirit moved upon the face of the waters. And God said. And when the light arrived, he said that it was good. And then he separated it from the darkness. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to arouse a spirit on the inside of you. Do you remember those guys walking by the way to Emmaus? Bible readers in the house. Do you know that they saw Jesus? And they thought he was Jesus. It was this close to coming to pass. And yet they had been so carnal, non-believing in the resurrection, non-believing in what God promised that was going to come to pass. They were like, are you the only man in Jerusalem that does not know what happened? That this mighty Galilean that was called the son of God has been crucified by the Romans. I'm the only one that never went to school. I'm the only one that holds no certificate. I'm the only one, even my accent says it. I'm the only one. I've tried to reduce my weight. People think I don't love Jesus. I've tried that and tried that. And you talk, 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 talk. I came to tell you to zip up and tell us feel on the answer. Because after he broke the bread, the Bible says, Eyes were opened, and when it departed from them, they among them did I feel within my heart that he was the Messiah, that he was, that he was. You have walked through the greatest rights and privileges in your life, and yet you missed it because you felt in your heart. But you didn't have the courage to stand up to it. Do you know that if you're thinking rich, let me talk about rich because I think everybody understands that basically. If you're thinking about rich and an opportunity for wealth comes your way, do you know that you'll be able to perceive it and catch it? Because you think it, you leave it. Do you know that if you've not been thinking rich, even if God made an alignment that is connecting you with wealth, that opportunity will come to you and for you, it will be business as usual. Huh? Uh-uh. Somebody, eh. some of you, you've already met your wife in the lift, and when you're in that lift and it is going, you looked at, you know, have you seen that advert? I think we don't have it here, but man, oh, let me not go there. But you see, do you know that you can be catch, able to catch that moment, and from that moment, it will be a destiny turn. Something will happen that will not let you reverse. Some of you, that has happened when you entered this church. Because there are some things you need to hear that you'll only get on this podium. And yet you will enter here and feel like this is another church, business as usual. He's a little pastor. Oh my God, he talks wonderful. But you know, well, hallelujah. We wish him well. God bless you and increase you. And that is also wonderful. Continue well wishing. But I'm talking about destiny here. 
I'm talking about destiny here. I'm talking about a plug of destiny that will turn your life around. When Lot left Abraham, his life was never the same again. The brother now is caught up in Sodom. He's now caught up in Gomorrah. He's now running up the mountains to save the, the hailstorm. And now his wife is turning into salt. Trouble after trouble after trouble. What about if he had just come down and stayed with his uncle Abraham and enjoyed the blessing of God under the covering of the man of God? What do you think? What do you think? Somebody help me. Hallelujah. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If I can leave you thinking greatness, I am accomplished. If I can leave you thinking light, I'm accomplished tonight. If I can leave you seeing the greatness of God in your life, I am accomplished tonight. Anything that God is going to do, there must be. That's why even if I come here and prophesy and tell you how I'm seeing you carrying paper bags and you're going somewhere in the east and on the west and in the middle there, which is southwest, God is going to meet you at that point and you'll be turned into another man. After I've said all that I've said, there must be a witness in your heart that brings a collision or an effect of reality that gets that I feel it in my heart that what you're saying is right. That's why as I talk right now, not everything I'm saying is for everybody. But in the middle of my talk, there was a window. If your was open, that was, you know that you know that you know. Deep down in your know that that is the reason you came to church today. Yeah. Yeah. And begin to think God. He's so I walk through the valley of the evil. I'm afraid of nothing because that's not what I think. Therefore, that's evil. In the worst, I will my head high. I cannot die. I refuse. Everybody die. I'm here till I've. In my generation. If that's what you think, and you are in an automobile, and the driver is speeding, the last thing to come on your mind is going to be an accident. But some of us, we enter that car, and that day that brother chewed something, it's a certain leaf that is not wider, and the brother is just stepping on that thing. Before you get where you're going, you have heart disease. You understand what I'm talking about? Because the heart is on the left, but it has pumped until you feel it on the right. You feel like you have two hearts. You understand? Somebody said this driver went to heaven, and when he reached heaven, he was being given a big crown. A big, big crown. And the, the, the saints were rioting, saying, no, how can this one have a big crown? And, and the angel whispered, you know, whenever this guy was driving that dala dala, everybody in the matatu was praying. Everybody was praying. Some of us are walking through life praying like that because circumstances are pushing us to a place where blood pressure and, you know, everything is just confused around you that all you got to do is pray. Let me rearrange you again. May your pr- The Bible declares that may my prayer rise as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. I don't pray because I don't have. I don't pray because I want. I don't pray because I must receive. I pray because I know he provides provides all my needs according to his riches in glory. If I don't have right now, his riches are depleted. If I don't have right now, that's that God is unable to do. But that means
hands that as I lift my hands and I please my God of heaven, the windows of heaven are already open and there is God will deny me. He will not deny for me because and this blessing affects and effects a change in my life. Let me give you two, three scriptures and I'll be out of your way. I'm going to close with, okay, let me give you probably two things and then I will take you to Isaiah 35 and we'll close it from there. You write these scriptures down because they're going to be, just write them down so that we don't have to spend time on them. Look at Isaiah 26 and verse number three. He says, thou will keep him in perfect peace. Him whose mind is stayed on thee. Why? Because he trusts in thee. Can I shock you right there? Do you know that one of the reasons your mind is stayed on God is most likely because you're not trusting him? Did you see what it said? You will keep him in perfect peace. Who? Him whose mind is stayed. That's the key. Stay. Stayed on thee. Why? Because he trusts in thee. So because I trust God, I cannot lay my mind on anything else but God. I know you are beautiful. I know you are handsome. I know you are gigantic. I know you are blessed. I know you are the greatest thing south of the Sahara, north of the Limpopo. I know that everybody in the world is looking for you and they're the good, the greatest or the goodest business thing anybody want to touch base with. But I think I'm too precious to put my mind on you. I'm going to rest my mind on God. Because it's the only solid foundation. When I rest my mind on God, there will be nothing impossible with me. How do I know there will be nothing impossible? Because my mind will be kept in perfect peace. Show me a man that has peace in their mind. And I'll show you a man on their way to destiny. Hallelujah. Do you know that when your mind is not at peace, if you're driving, you'll have an accident. If you're crossing the road, you'll be knocked. If your mind is not at peace and you're an accountant, when you count the money, it will not balance. And it's not because the figures are not there. You are just not at peace. You're not connecting. If you're not at peace, your wife will think you have another wife. If you're not at peace, your husband will think you have... Uh, you understand what I'm trying to say? Your children will think the doctor has told you you have cancer and you don't want to tell them because that's what they've seen in the movies. And they're like, the way I look at her these days. No, the problem is all peace of mind. That means if your mind can be kept in peace, you are so well alive line and well arranged that the earth will answer to you. Ah, I don't know, but I think that is glory. That is glory right there. The earth will answer to you. Whatever you sow, you will reap in full strength. Whatever you grow, you will see a mighty harvest. Isaac in Genesis 26, the Bible declares, he sowed in a land of drought, in a year of emptiness. And yet the Bible declares in the same year, he, he ripped a hundredfold. In the same year when nobody ripped, no nothing, when everybody was worried about the weather patterns, when everybody was worried about agricultural progress, when everybody was worried about government. No, no, let me tell you, in Kenya we have a problem. Because anytime anybody has has a, a camera on them with a microphone. The only thing you'll hear from them, I don't know if that is how it is in Tanzania. Always humbaring Ladies and gentlemen, your mother, get it off the government, get it off your mother and father, get it off your wife and your husband, let it rest and your mind will stand. The wings last Second Chronicles 15 and 7 is and let not your hearts be weak because works be rewarded. Second Corinthians uh, 10 and verse number 3. This is my favorite here. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against wickedness high uh, in the high places. Is that what he says there? He's 
weapons of the warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of and casting down image and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now, we used to use that scripture in scripture warfare and it's now. It is time for spiritual warfare. And now you begin the warfare. Our weapons are not carnal. And now, in the name of Jesus, open the and I cut you. And I have the shield of faith right now. Right now I have the shield of faith and your dutch will not cut me. And now I put on the belt of truth and my boots there of the gospel now in the name of Jesus. No, I think spiritual warfare is bigger than that. That was a narrow mind without a theological base. Now I understand that it is not just praying that I put on the gospel in the name of Jesus. No, you don't put them on. You put them on by going out there to declare the gospel. You don't put on the belt of truth now. Devil, you kukaranga, No, 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 no. The belt of truth, you don't put it there. You go out and live your life in truth. That means you have the belt of truth. His is they are not carnal, but mighty through God. What do they do through God? Take it slow. Sometimes we take them so fast that people don't understand. He says, mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. Does that sound like a mind faculty? Come on somebody. I think I'm, you know, doing something in this kind of slow. Am I? Hallelujah. Casting down imagination. If I may say that English, before you come here, in the name of Jesus, I flabbergast the devil. I bring them down. You are going to sweat and blow your throat and confuse your mind. And when everything is said and done, go back at home and you will not be able to sleep because there's something in your mind that is disturbing you. When it says we rebuke strongholds and cast down every imagination, instead of using our hands and bringing down the stronghold we cannot see, Instead of that, why don't you just go in your mind and begin to demolish every stronghold there. The stronghold that makes you believe you'll never get married. The stronghold that makes you believe you're not good enough. You bring it down and bringing into captivity every disobedience in the mind. Disobedience begins here before it is manufactured here. And every high thing that against that knowledge of God is not in the clouds. It's in the mountains. It is mine. And any high thing that will the knowledge of God is going to be here in your mind. It tells you how God has forgotten you. It tells you how God will not heal you. It tells you how you are such a wicked forward-running prophet. It tells you how you cannot and you cannot, you cannot. That ex how do they explain? themselves against the knowledge of God. They exalted against the knowledge of God because while God says I will be with you and I'll never forsake you, those things tell you God has forgotten you. That is exaltation right there. Am I teaching? Come on, am I teaching? When we were much younger, we were praying in a school fellowship and we prayed and then after to me, 
the headmaster is not impressed. And the headmaster said, from today, I don't want to hear anyone praying at 5 o'clock in the morning. You're making noise and people cannot study and pray. And we thought that the power is in the high voice and in the scream and in the sweating. And in, you know, so that day we were very, very disappointed. But we gathered at 5 o'clock in the morning. He didn't tell us don't pray. He told us if I hear you loud, it is going to be the end of your fellowship. That morning he came in at 5 to check because he could not hear anything. But when he arrived, he found everybody in there. Nothing is coming out but the action, my God, the stronghold. I wish I knew better then. I really wish I knew better then. Because it had no nothing with aerobics. It had no nothing with gym instruction. It had no nothing with the bicep and tricep. It had all to do with what I'm thinking in my mind. The rearrangement of my mind. The realignment in your mind. Because if that is done, then whatever you say will be agreeable with what God says. Every imagination. Huh? If you dissect that word in basic English, ladies and gentlemen, it's just an imagination. That's what you think when you're seated in that Dalla Dalla going home. And you know they are usually quiet. No one is talking. Apart from the conductor that is collecting the money. Everybody, unless if they don't give you your change. Now you are going to lay down the cross and deal with them and you'll pick back later. But if they give you back your change, everyone is in their corner, squeezed. Others are like this. Others are like this. But everybody is quiet. Everybody is quiet. But can I shock you? In, while they are quiet there, in their minds, in their minds, there is chaos happening in there. There is like five men talking. The president is talking. The prime minister is talking. Their grandmother is talking. The witch doctor is talking. Even the pastor's voice is also at the back there, also whispering. But everything is happening there. By the time they reach home, the wife looks at them and just gives up. He's like, today, today, you need to give your dad some space. Because the way he looks, it has all been in the mind. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. The imagination of the mind. If we deal with that, that is as good as spiritual warfare before you go to the mountain. And I will tell you, if you get that right, when you go to the mountain, God is not going to be resisted by anything. God is not going to be resisted by anything. Some of us have not yet had divine God encounters because every time God tries to descend to you, there is a block in your mind. There's a block in your mind. You are never able to see. You are never able to comprehend. You are never able to reach out and catch it. Ladies and gentlemen, many, 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 many things I've said tonight. But I want to say, let's elevate our minds because the elevation of our mind will bring us to a place of peace, harmonious living, and the reflection of a health and wealth and longevity. Glory, hallelujah. Having a readiness to rebuke all disobedience when our obedience is made complete. When I talk to some of my good, good friends, I no longer wish them a good day. When they're going, I don't say, have a, have a good day. I used to do that with my wife. I pray with her in the morning and say, go, have a good day. Because she would step out of the house before me. Until I realized that if she does not want a good day, even if I said it a million times, she will still have a bad day. You understand what I'm talking about? It has very little with what your sweetheart is going to wish you. It has everything with what you're going to wish yourself. 
So when I hug her and tell her how much I love her and how I'm so blessed that she's in my life and she's the greatest thing that ever happened to me, then I tell her, darling, go and have a day of your choice. Because now she's going to think about what she wants and as long as she keeps about what she wants, she will have the day that she deserves. Glory, hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. The darkness hovered upon the face of the deep. The spirit of the Lord now came and moved upon the waters. And then God said, I want everybody to come to a place where the spirit of God will begin to move freely. Where the word of God will have free course in your life. Never mind if you don't hear it again and again and again. But have an open mind. All that I've been saying is come out of the box. Come out of your impossibilities. Come out of your negativeness. You have been so negated until, you know, your, your, your life is not mounting up to anything. Come out of that box and begin to look at the possibilities of God in your life. See yourself in your future. See yourself blessed and highly favored. See yourself with a wife that can be able to bear twins and you're riding them in a Range Rover. It doesn't cost you anything. Just see it. Just imagine it. And even if you never come to pass, at least you have enjoyed the moment. Well, while, while, while... While everybody else is seeing themselves hanging and dying before their time, you are... Rosing in a Range Rover in the ranches of Alaska and your wife and your dog and your baby boy and your baby girl. You are going to a road parsley service or a Benny Hinn crusade. It happens for five minutes and then you come back, you find yourself in Cinza. Do you know at that moment you'll say, I give God the praise. You yeah, but you are not going to give God no if what is happening in your mind is evil. But my boss does not like me. But my boss wants to sleep with me. But my boss, even if the guy didn't want to sleep with you, because you think he wants to sleep with you, before you know it, the devil now will come and respond. like, after all, you know, instead of losing your job, you know, just, just you know, one night stand, that, that, that. Before you know it, you are now the one advancing. Before you know it, the guy has actually slept with you. Do you know that these things happen? Somebody help me. Ah. Somebody say, I refuse. Say my mind is free. My spirit is engaged. I reach out to the future. And I have everything God says I have. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.